Hello and welcome to the Go 24-7 podcast. I'm your host going at it alone today. Uh, it's it's Dylan Sanders. You can find me on Twitter at Dilly Sanders. Bryce is uh, usually joins me for these Sunday night live shows, but he is unavailable to go. So we're just going to do, you know, a quick hitter pod, talk about some key things from LSU's 34-31 win against Arkansas that I think, you know, it's just important to talk about. And then we'll get on out of here. It's Sunday night. Everyone's having fun uh, celebrating a win. You know, it was it was a 17 point spread. So it's not maybe maybe not the win that you wanted to see, um, but it's the win that you got. And it's another win in the win column. And I think that's really all that matters at this point. Um, so, yeah, guys, go ahead and uh, leave some comments throughout the stream if you want to, you know, if you want to chime in on the show. If you have any questions, just let me know. Other than that, I think we should go ahead and get into the uh Get into things. Subscribe on uh, YouTube at Go Twenty Four Seven. Subscribe to our the website board. Um, we have a lot of good VIP content coming this weekend. It was a huge recruiting weekend for LSU. So if you want to get some uh, some insight on that, head over to Go Twenty Four Seven dot com. But other than that, let's get into the uh, let's get into the show. So we can start off with the LSU offense. You know, LSU offense started off really slow in this one. Um, it was not. I was not looking good. Uh, passing, rushing, heading into uh, heading into the in the half, it was really bad up until that last drive, where LSU started to get it going. And from that drive, LSU's offense came alive and really dominated the rest of the way. Jane Daniels ended the night 20 of 29 for 320 passing yards, four touchdowns, and then that interception that happened early on. He had Brian Thomas and Malik Neighbors each with over 100, well, at least at least 130 uh, receiving yards and two touchdowns. And I think that's where we'll start with Malik Neighbors and Brian Thomas. You know, we had wanted to see this out of them this season. They're they're looking like one of the best receiving duos in the country and you know we expected Malik Nabish to look like this we expected him to look like one of the best receivers in the country but the question was about Brian Thomas Jr. you know he's been around for a couple of years and hasn't really put it all together figured it out and uh, really gotten to the consistency there's been flashes where he's had some really nice games I think this was probably the best game that he's had with the LSU Tigers so far. Um, you know, he finished with uh, five catches for 133 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, he had that one really crazy catch where he like bobbled it to himself, came down, ran it in, ran around a defender, and uh, ran it in for a touchdown. Now that wasn't the best throw, uh, but he he adjusted and got the touchdown. And then I think from that point on, Jaden really had a nice day. Um, you know, the numbers might look a little bit better than the performance was, at least from a consistency standpoint. But once you, once they they came out of the half, half, he was making his reads, making his progressions, leading receivers into the scoring, into scoring opportunities, which is really what we kind of saw bite the LSU offense in the first half where he wasn't leading those guys. They would have to readjust to the ball. They would either it would be incomplete. They wouldn't get the scores that they would have. That all fixed in the second half. So 
you want to see the second half Jaden the rather than the first half Jaden because if you get that second half Jaden the offense can go crazy it can go up here uh for the audio listeners I you know just made like a, a you know that stock rising chart that's essentially what the offense is going to look like if you get Jaden to have these complete performances you know they he had that complete performance against Mississippi State last week and then brought it into the second half of this one. So if you can get the first two halves going, this offense looks really good. You know, Jaden, Jaden's potentially working himself into the, the back into the Heisman conversation. You know, I don't think he could go over a guy like Michael Penix right now, who's just dominating. But would you be surprised if I told you that Jane Daniels is top five in the country in both passing yards and passing touchdowns? I would be shocked personally because he had he had 17 passing touchdowns all of last season. He's up to 12 already so far this year. And whenever you you get those numbers at the beginning of the year, that confidence really builds. And, and I think that's really what we've wanted to see from Jaden is is confidence because the the talent's there with him, but it's pulling the trigger on those deep throws, pulling the trigger whenever you need a big play rather than than running and he he talked about that a lot this off season and how he's he worked to fix that and I think that we've really seen that happen. The other thing on offense that I think LSU saw an adjustment and it's something that we've been saying for a couple of weeks needs to happen. They found the running back duo. It's Caleb Jackson and Logan Diggs. That's it. Um you know Caleb Jackson only gets two rushes in this one. But they just those two rushes look different. Um, I think overall, you really focus with with uh, Logan Diggs right now. He just looks different. He looks explosive. He looks like an LSU back. He looks like an SEC back and brings that consistency that you haven't seen uh, from any other running back this year. You know, 14 carries, 97 yards. That's good. All, of our, all other LSU backs only got five rushes. And uh, Josh Williams had that really big run, the 41-yard run. Uh, but it's hard to really count that in terms of consistency. If you get that running game going, which is what we saw in the second half, they got the running game going. They had 29 rushing yards outside of that big 41-yard Josh Williams run in the first half. And the defense was able to sell out on the pass, and it stopped. It, it st- they stopped the pass. The second half, they get the running game going, and that opens up Malik Neighbors and, and – uh, and Brian Thomas to be able to make those catches and, and get open because the receivers weren't getting a lot of separation in the first half either. So second half running game gets going receivers get more open. And, you know, honestly, you don't need Malik neighbors to be that open. We saw him get, uh, get draped in coverage in one time uh, in one of the plays and he still came down with the ball. And I think this was overall a better night for the LSU offensive line. Uh, you know, they only gave up, Four total pressures in this one, uh, according to Pro Football Focus, which was much better than I think people were expecting going into the night because the Arkansas defensive line has been one of the better lines in the country. But they kind of kept Jaden clean, and uh, that was nice to see. Uh, talking about the other line, the other front seven, the defense for LSU. Um, there were there were some up there were some ups and downs. Um. You saw the the cornerbacks not really uh, the secondary as a whole. I'd I'd say not 
really live up to the LSU name, which I think is what a lot of people are saying. Oh, uh, want to give a shout out to Denver Harris. Denver Harris is looking good. Denver Harris is looking like uh, he's on the way to being an LSU back. He's still young. He's still learning. He's still growing. But I think he is one of the more promising players on defense right now. Andre Sam is everywhere. He is lighting up the field, making highlight plays. Um, and on the defensive line, who had who had the best day? Who do you think had the best day? It was actually Braden Swinson. And watching it live, I probably would not have known that or didn't clock it, but he had four total pressures, three quarterback hurries, uh, by far the best pass rusher uh, that LSU had last night um, against Arkansas. Uh, I, I don't know if I would have clocked that, but the numbers, numbers don't lie. Uh, going into the year, I kind of expected him to be the pass rusher while you have Ovio Gufo be more of the, the run defender. And I think that's what we've really seen out of the defense so far. Um, speaking of run defense, I think one of the biggest question marks that we've had all year, and I think kind of came back to, uh, to light last night, was some tackling issues. LSU defense had – I want to make sure I get the number right because it was a big one. Uh, it was 13 missed tackles uh, LSU had last night, and some of that is because of K.J. Jefferson's size. But I think this is a recurring issue that LSU's defense has had uh, for the past couple of weeks. So, you know, tackling is hard to fix. Is one of those issues that's hard to fix in the middle of a season. Uh, so maybe it's you, – you, you need to scheme around it. I don't know how you scheme around not tackling people. But it's, uh, you know, it's more about getting the, the, the guys who are doing the job well onto the field. And I think one of the, the guys that has really emerged is Whit Weeks. Um, I, you know, he was an exciting player in high school, uh, exciting player coming into the season. But one of those guys that you didn't really maybe expect to perform all that much right away. You know, he's gotten two starts now, and he just looks fast. He looks kind of like Harold Perkins last year, playing that linebacker role of see ball, get ball, and just disrupting plays. And then whenever you combine his speed and athleticism with the brains of a guy like Greg Penn, I think that makes for a really fun duo uh, at linebacker. Uh, one guy that I think we really need to see more of um, and I think it's just about getting back to speed. Uh, it's Mason Smith. You know, he's finally healthy. He's finally finally playing. He, he really doesn't look 100% to me. You know, he had a couple of injuries towards the end of fall camp that he, maybe theirs are still lingering. Uh, but he's just not making that much of an impact so far. And so that's something that you want to see progress throughout the season. And something that we do have, I mean, at least reason to think that he can have more of an impact than he has had so far in the games that he has played and any anything else stand out on defense yeah it's just tackling i think that's the biggest thing right now the 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 secondary is not looking great but i think they're looking better than they did in week one um yeah i think that's that's the (laughs) some progress i think across the secondary is what we've seen so far and then so what's next for lsu I would say probably needing to lock down uh, and 
and get the ship right because they have a tough stretch coming up against Ole Miss on the road and then at Mizzou. And you might be thinking, ooh, at Mizzou, that, you know, that's not that scary of a, of a name, but, you know, they've had a good year. It's playing in Columbia, Missouri. Weird things happen. And it's really hard to play back-to-back road games in the SEC. So I, I think we, you know, a three-point win against Arkansas doesn't doesn't worry me. I know the spread was 17 points. A win's a win. They had a really good. They looked really good last week against Mississippi State. They were really good against Grambling. The offense moved the ball against Florida State. So you know the offense. I think I'm not worried about the offense. I think where this season gets derailed is the defense and it's just about getting guys ready maybe looking looking at some of the younger guys you know Deshaun Womack not an every down guy yet but he came up with a sack last night uh against Arkansas and looks promising so I I think it's it's finding the guys to play on defense putting your best 11 out there and I think they've started to do that some with Whit Weeks. You know, you're seeing Harold Perkins used a, a little bit more correctly. I don't know if they have really figured it out yet. Uh, you know, they got over their problems with Denver Harris and have put him out there. He's performing. So you know, it's it's. I, I think that they just need to look at the look at the defensive roster and figure out the guys that are going to put them in the best place to win. All right, guys. So. Yeah, it's just me. Just me today. So we're gonna have a uh, a little bit shorter of a show. Oh, what was that? <laughs> a little gag for our visual listeners over here on YouTube or Facebook or Twitter. Um, so yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Dilly Sanders. Follow the show at Go Twenty Four Seven on all the socials. Subscribe to the show. Give us a like on YouTube, and come over to the boards at Go Twenty Four Seven dot com. We're gonna have some great content this week and some updates on some recruiting. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye.